Welcome to the show, guys. This is Athlete Maestro, and the goal with every single episode of the show is to help you break your mental and physical limitations in sports, as well as come up with a strategy and a plan to achieve your sports goals. We do that through all three episodes we have every single week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. On today's episode, guys, I want to talk to you about how to blend humility and confidence as an athlete. How to blend humility and confidence as an athlete you know they in a way find themselves on a plane and then uh, you have confidence on one side you have arrogance on the other side and then you know finding that blend that middle point that humility is what i want to help you break down on today's episode of the podcast i feel like this is a very very important topic especially for the athletes who are very talented at what they do and this might just be the reason why a lot of them don't fulfill their potential so in order for you not to fall into that bracket or fall into that trap of being one of those athletes who are very good and then you are very confident but because you lacked the ability to blend the confidence with humility then of course it creates a problem and what led me guys to this topic was a video that I saw from Alan Stein Jr. So uh, if you guys remember, we've had Alan on the podcast. Just head over to athletemaestro.com forward slash podcast. Type Alan Stein, S-T-E-I-N Jr. In there, you see that episode with him. Very, very instructive episode. And he shared a video of Kevin Durant. And he says that Kevin Durant is one of the athletes who has mastered the art of blending humility with confidence. And of course, I thought to myself, I said, wow, that's a powerful statement. How can I research on this and make it a topic on the podcast, right? Because Kevin Durant is a two-time finals MVP. He's a league MVP as well. He's a two-time NBA champion as well. So he is one of the greatest players of his generation, right? And this is a guy, performance coach, who is saying, he has found the perfect blend between humility and confidence. So I decided, I said, hey, look, man, yes, athletes might be good. Yes, athletes might be confident. But how do they blend that humility? And I want to help you break that down on this episode of the podcast. This episode, guys, is brought to you by my free email course, How to Build Your Mental Toughness. So if you're an athlete who is just getting introduced to the mental game, then, of course, one of the things that you want to do is that you want to learn how it works. As an introduction, this is something that you want to start with. AthleteMaestro.com forward slash mental toughness. AthleteMaestro.com forward slash mental toughness. You get that introduction into that mental game space. And, of course, you can begin your journey to becoming a master of the mental game. AthleteMaestro.com forward slash mental toughness when you've got your hands on that come back to this episode how to blend humility and confidence as an athlete welcome to athlete maestro a podcast tailored for athlete development improvement and peak performance and now here's your host welcome back to the show guys and i hope you have signed up for that free email course and the first thing guys quickly you know before i head into the points for the episode is that if you flash back to episode 782 
on the podcast, I pose the question, should you be humble as an athlete? Should you be humble as an athlete? And of course, uh, that is one side of the spectrum, right? In terms of those athletes who are, you know, extremely humble, right? They, they don't want to be braggadocious. They don't want to do all of those things. So that only handled one side of the equation. So you can go back and listen to that episode, episode 782. Should you be humble as an athlete? Now we are talking about blending that humility with confidence. So we have we have answered that question. Should you be humble? And the answer is that it's not a yes or a no, right? You must find a way to balance both. Now we are now talking about confidence and how to blend it together. And I found this interesting article right um on buffer.com by courtney sater who you know of course you're talking about it in the business sense but it was a perfect illustration in terms of breaking down the ideologies the, the the thought process that i was going through in terms of how athletes like i said can blend that humility and confidence and she shares this table this diagram right so if you guys know what a seesaw is so a seesaw is, you know, like you have a straight log. So maybe you just use wood, for example. And then there's a fulcrum in the middle, right? And each side of that log can go up or down depending on the weight that is on either side, right? So on the left side of the diagram, she puts confidence. On the right side of the diagram, she puts humility. Now under, right, because that fulcrum is on the floor. Now, under the side where you have confidence, she has a little box where she's written arrogance. Then under the side where you have humility, she has a little box where she has written self-deprecation, right? So what that diagram tells you or what that diagram is saying is that if your confidence is too heavy, you run the risk of getting to the point where you start to be arrogant, right? On the flip side, which is the right side, if your humility is too heavy, you run the risk of self-deprecation. So where, of course, you are, you, are, you are so humble that you don't necessarily believe in yourself. So what that tells you is that at every point in time as an athlete, you have to balance that seesaw. If your confidence is too much, right? You are becoming arrogant, right? If your humility is too much you're becoming self-deprecating that's when you don't you know every you, you don't even you, you get to the point where you don't even believe in yourself you don't even attribute all of those all of those things and i feel like that diagram is so illustrative of the point about blending humility and confidence because you see those athletes they are confident right and that's a good thing but even they themselves they do not know when that confidence becomes arrogance they, they, they can't tell, right? Because they're not paying attention. Then you see those athletes as well who are very humble at what they do. And then you yourself watching from the outside, you're like, oh, this guy or this girl can be so great. If only they weren't as humble to the point where their humility is becoming self-deprecating. So that's the whole idea, guys, behind this episode in terms of balancing it and also using that Kevin Durant example. The question is, is it possible to be confident and humble? Absolutely, yes. But guess what? Like I said, it has to be a balance. And the first point, guys, on this topic is that you have to figure out, first and foremost, where you are now. If you're familiar with the athlete master method, right? 
That is number one. Assess where you are. So the first step in the athlete martial method, right, is for you to assess where you are now. You see athletes, right, who, uh, you know, you're working, you're training, you're all of that. But guess what? You've been working on the wrong thing because you didn't know where you were. What level are you? Are you a level A athlete, level B athlete, level D athlete? Where, where are you exactly, right? It's when you identify the level that you are. You know, imagine that you wanted to go to a school. So whether that was um, um, high school, university or something, they would always make you take a test first, right? Because they want to know where you are now. So do we take you to level one? Do we take you to level two? Where exactly do we put you? Because we have no idea what you can do. This is the first step, guys to blending humility and confidence is where are you now what level are you currently it's when you have an idea of the level that you are that's when you know if okay my confidence is too much or my humility is too much and in that same buffer article right courtney shares another diagram and you know she explains something you know called the dunning kruger effect so if you ask athletes trust me i've seen these times with that number any athlete that messages me on instagram they're always the best things in sliced bread. Like they're always, you know, the the next Messi, LeBron James, or just name the sports. They're the best at it, right? So if you have a graph, right? So on the left side of the graph, you have how good athletes think they are. And on the lower side of the graph, you have how good in fact they are. Now, the Dunning-Kruger effect is the opposite of the imposter syndrome. So the athlete that has imposter syndrome, right? They do not think that they are really good even though they might be. They don't believe in their abilities, right? The Dunning-Kruger effect is the athlete who in their own estimation are extremely good, but in reality, they are not as good as they think they are, right? So it's the complete opposite. So it's very important, guys, that the first step, before you even say, oh, let me blend this, let me blend that, what level are you right now? That is the first step. It is when you have identified the level you are on the ladder, how good you are. So the, the, the mix of how good you are in reality versus how good you think that you are, uh, then we're making progress, right? Then we're getting there gradually. And that's the first step. So don't just jump into um, uh, understanding this confidence, understanding this humility, you know, and things like that. Maybe what I would do is on next week's episode of the podcast, I will share with you how, how to be humble as an athlete, right? So we've talked about should you be humble and it's not a yes or no answer. Now we've talked about blending humility and confidence. Next week, we're going to talk about how to be humble, right? What are the things that you should do? And there are some things on today's episode that you'd also learn. So the first thing, guys, is to find out or figure out where exactly you are first. When you have done that, good job, right? Then we can go over to step two, which is that you must actually be good at what you do right? That is the second step to blending humility and confidence. You see, if you're not good at what you do, so like I said, with the imposter syndrome in terms of what you actually are and what you think you are, if you are not good as an athlete, you cannot be talking about humility, right? Because that humility is what is going to even prevent you in the first place from moving forward, right? So you have an athlete who is humble and who is not good at what they do. That's a disastrous combination because it is not going to necessarily produce anything. The thing that it will produce is more work, right? But the difficulty with that is that 
at certain points in your development, you need confidence to improve, right? The confidence to go to training, the confidence to believe that, okay, today I'm going to execute because I have worked on this thing. And of course, that's where competence and the relationship between competence and confidence, that's where it comes in, right? So you need to be confident to be competent. And then you also need to be competent to be confident, right? They kind of feed off each other. The more I get results, you know, the, 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 the better I get at it. So number two, guys, is that you have to be good. Somebody like Kevin Durant, he's a damn good athlete, right? He's extremely good at what he does. Nobody can take that away from him. Nobody can question that. He's good at what he does. He is now that he's good at what he does, that he can then now add the piece on humility to it so that that confidence that he has in his ability doesn't get to arrogance. I hope this is making sense, guys. You can send me a mail, tola at athletemaestro.com. Let me know if this is making sense at all to you, right? So you have to be good at what you do. You cannot be a terrible athlete and be confident in your terribleness. Permit my English, right? So you actually have to be good. It's the first step after you have identified where on the ladder you are, what level you are as an athlete. When you have identified that, okay, good, right? Now let's be good at what we do before you start blending. So that's number two. Number three thing, guys, is that you have to acknowledge that you still have work to do. Don't forget that seesaw example I gave you. On the left below confidence is where you have arrogance. So where confidence is too heavy, it's beginning to border on arrogance, right? On the right where you have humility, when humility is too heavy, then you have self-deprecation, right? Where, you know, imposter syndrome kind of starts coming in. You see, to blend that humility and the confidence together, you have to acknowledge that you still have work to do. Kevin Durant, like I said, two-time NBA champion, two-time finals MVP, is a league MVP as well. He's been scoring champion. Like, he, he's one of the best of his generation, like I said. But this is a guy who still acknowledges that there's work to do. Right, I, I shared with you the um, story that Alan Stein Jr. shared on the podcast when he was um, a physical performance coach to Kevin Durant when he was about what 15, 16, or you know, r- really young. And of course, he, he comes in for training for practice, and of course, Alan Stein Jr. drills him. The guy literally almost passes out right during the training session. And he asked him after the training session, the guy was lying down on the ground. He was gassed, like his mouth was open, <laughs> literally, you know, trying to get as much air into his body as he could. And Alan Stein Jr. asked him, he said, hey, what did you think of the training session, right? And guess what Kevin Durant said at that time, what, 14, 15, 16 years old? He said, it was really tough, right? But I know this is what I need if I'm going to get to the NBA, right? So guys, you have to acknowledge that you still have work to do. The balance, so you don't think that you have arrived but at the same time, you don't think you have not arrived. So you are damn good at what you do, but you acknowledge that, hey, there's still work to do. There is still work to do. And that's the mistake that so many athletes make, right? The, the minute you have that element of talent, the minute you begin to show that you, you're good, right? Maybe there's a coach that tells you, wow, do you realize how good you are? Do you realize the talent that you have? Do you realize this? Do you realize that? Then, of course, at that point, that's where it stops for you. You do not realize or you do not acknowledge that there is still work to do. 
right? That's where it stops. And you're, uh, you're happy with that. You're taking all the accolades and all of that. That's your confidence. Then begins slowly to get to the point of arrogance. I hope this is making sense, guys. So you have to acknowledge that there's still work to do. It is the person who is humble, at the same time confident, that realizes that, hey, this level that I've got into, right, there's still a next level to it. There's still a little bit more work I can do. There's still more that I can put in that would still get me to see better or achieve better results. So that's number three, guys. You have to acknowledge that you still have work to do. And the final one, guys, is ask for help. So whether this is in the form of talking to your coaches in terms of, hey, how can I improve? That's the sign of an athlete who, yes, I'm confident in what I can do. Hey, but guess what? I want to improve. I want to get better. I don't believe that I know it all. So I am asking you to help me. I'm asking you for your guidance, right? How can I improve? Or it might be third person perspective, right? I feel I've been playing well this season. I, I feel like I've been doing well. What do you think? You're the one that watches me play. So you're, you're asking a friend, you're asking a coach, you're asking a third person, like, you know, give me a different perspective to what I'm doing. You are balancing that seesaw. So you're not overly humble to the point where you are going to them and saying, you know, I'm not good at what I do. I need you to assist me. I need you to help me. No, no, no. At the same time, on the other side, you are not overconfident to the point of arrogance where you're like, I don't need anybody's help. I'm good at what I do. I, I, even me, I'm seeing the results. So I don't need anybody else's assistance. No, you're balancing that seesaw by going to them, whoever it is, and asking for help. And that's what Alan Stein Jr. also says about Kevin Durant. He says that the guy, right, any coach that he comes across is asking him, how can I improve my game, right? This is, <laughs> this is an all-star, right, in the true sense of the word. NBA, like he's achieved everything, Olympic champion, right? He's achieved everything there is to achieve. And every time he runs into a coach, he comes across a coach, he's asking them, how can I do? Can you help me get better? Uh, what can I do better? What can I? They're asking questions constantly. And that is the number four step in blending humility and confidence. So, number one is, where are you exactly? What level are you, right? That's the first step, most important, right? It is when you have identified that level so you know that, hey, I'm not as good as I think I am, right? The actual thing says something different. And you're still not on that imposter level syndrome where, of course, you're actually good, but you don't believe in yourself, right? So you need to know the level that you are. Number two is that you then need to be good at what you do. There's no point being humble when you're not a good athlete. Number three is you acknowledge that you still have work to do, no matter the level that you've got into. The hallmark of great athletes is that they always believe they can be better. They can do more. They can achieve more. And the final one is ask for help. Ask, guys, for help. Athlete Marshall, head over to the website, guys. Check out the free and paid resources that we have for you there. All of it is geared to helping you guys break your mental and physical limitations in sports and also right, develop the right strategy that would help you achieve your goals in sports athlete maestro.com if you haven't subscribed to the podcast you haven't left us a rating and review what are you waiting for what your rating and review does is that it helps other athletes find the podcast know that it's a worldwide resource they can use to chase their goals in sports athlete maestro.com 
forward slash subscribe. If you have any questions, guys, any questions whatsoever, you want me to answer them on the show, it's a private question, whichever one it is, send me a mail, tola at athletemaestro.com. Tola at athletemaestro.com. I'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show. Remember, knowing it's not enough, you must apply. Willing is not enough, you must do. I want you to go out there. I want you to blend your humility with confidence. I want you to go out there and I want you to be a maestro today in every single day.